Cincinnati jersey all on the block. We get it in. I'm in my Cincinnati high. Good day and welcome to the Cincy Slangin' Bearcat Basketball Podcast. I'm Coomer, joined as always by Hummer. Hummer, what's up, buddy? Coomer, they told him they never heard of Cincy. Send him all that energy over the next 10 days as we head to vie for that state title. It's time we let them know. Blue Bloods aren't all there is. Let's remind them that the only real color of blood is red. It's a great day to be a Cincinnati Bearcat basketball fan. Oh, what an absolutely gorgeous tweet from none other than Taroya Eason. But I want to let I, we need to put her mind at ease and give her some ammunition. Cincinnati is a blue blood college basketball program. No questions asked. It's the 12th winningest program in NCAA history. It's one of the top 10 AP programs. One of the top 10 programs per the AP in the history of NCAA basketball. This is a blue blood program. Facts. Absolute facts. There's only been one program that's been to more consecutive Final Fours than the Cincinnati Bearcats. And I'm not even going to mention that team because if you don't know who it is, you don't watch college. Well, watch. Most of us couldn't watch it. It was a long time ago. But it doesn't matter. They had the greatest coach in the history of coaches, and they name an award after the guy. That's who you see is defeated by. The guy who has his name on the trophy. We did. We provided no context at all for this. But for those wondering at home, Tari Eason is doing incredible things out in Seattle. Tari Eason is an incoming recruit to the University of Cincinnati in 2020. He's dominating basketball in Seattle, Washington, one of the premier cities for basketball in the country that is the United States of America. And it sounds like there are players and there are people and there are folks, probably well-intentioned folks out in Washington, who are questioning and maybe poking fun at the decision Tari has made to play basketball in Cincinnati, Ohio. We're here to tell them that's the best decision he's ever made and will ever make. This program is for real. This program will contend and can contend for national championships. And like Hummer says, we've got a Hall of Fame coach. But Hummer, I've put off the introduction long enough. Today is a special episode. We were joined, or I was joined. You were unfortunately not able to make this interview. But Cincy Slangen was joined by Nars Martinez, lead scout from PrepHoops.com. He is in Seattle, Washington, grew up in Seattle, Washington, and brought a ton of awesome information on Tari Eason. Sounds like it's going to be all data and zero questions about who has the better hair. Mike Saunders Jr., Gabe Matson, Mason Matson. They also have some fire dudes as well. But is is going to be tired? Who's going to be the winner of this this class? We don't know because I wasn't there. Well, you can listen to the podcast like everybody else. Let's not bury the lead any further. Nars Martinez. We are now joined by Nars Martinez, lead scout from PrepHoops.com out of Washington. Nars, 
Thank you for joining the Cincy Slang and Bearcat Basketball Podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Nars, we've been, to give you a little bit of background, Hummer and I have been interviewing different scouts and recruiting analysts across the country to give Cincinnati Bearcat basketball fans a better sense of the incoming recruiting class that we know of so far. Uh, we've gone, we've talked about Ryan, uh, we've talked about Mason and Gabe Madsen. We've talked about Mike Saunders Jr. Now we want to talk a little bit about Tari Eason out of Seattle. Before we do that, do you mind giving me and the listeners a little bit of sense of your experience in scouting and your background in the Seattle area? Yeah, sure. So I've grown up in the greater Seattle area my entire life, and I've spent all my life in Washington. Um, and I've been very fortunate to have uh, played basketball with and against literally countless players that have gone on to move on into the NBA and uh, got into coaching and, and the club scene in the state and uh, and also been doing scouting and writing for prep hoops um, for the last couple of years. And uh, yeah, I've just, I've been very fortunate to have uh, grown up in the Seattle basketball community and uh, with guys like Tari Eason coming along, it's showing no signs of slowing down. So. Well, I know it's, it's known as one of the premier cities in terms of, uh, you know, where you can find great basketball, especially at the high school and local level. Um, who are some of the best players you personally played against? Uh, I would say Zach Levine, um, who's obviously a big-time player uh, for the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Tony Roten. Um, you have, jeez, uh, um, Avery Bradley, uh, who plays in the NBA for the Lakers. Abdul Gaddy, who's in the G League. Um, I mean, the list honestly just goes on and on. And then, you know, all growing up as well, I was fortunate to see guys like Brandon Roy, Hutari, Easton actually plays his high school ball for um, Nate Robinson, Terrence Williams. Uh, yeah, it just goes on and on, man. A ton of talent that has come out of Washington and Seattle specifically. It's amazing. It's a, it's a shame there's not more talent out there. I'll tell you. <laughs> is there is there kind of a certain you know is there a style of player that's known to come out of Seattle or yes you know, you know what what's what are you guys known for out there? Yes, so. In Washington, uh, I would definitely say the wiry framed kind of guard and wing type players are uh, really common amongst Washington guys. So you look at uh, Jalen McDaniels, who's just gotten his first NBA playing time. He played at San Diego State. Um, you know, real long, thin frame at about 6'10". You got DeJounte Murray for the San Antonio Spurs. Same exact thing. Um you know, Zach Levine, he really came into the league with a really lean frame as well, but just really explosive athletic scores. And uh, I would say, you know, Tari fits kind of that same build uh, from a physical standpoint. Well, yeah, let's make our way then in, into talking about the specifics of Tari Eason. And, and maybe you can give me some background sure. on on Garfield High School, where he's playing right now. You know, where does yep. it stand in terms of size, in terms of competition level? Can you tell me a little bit about that school and the league they play in? Yeah, so Garfield High School is based right in the central district of Seattle. And uh, I mean, it has a very long history dating. Literally, you could go back 40, 50 years of prominent basketball players. It's it has the richest history in the state um, when you when you put it all together. Um, some of the good players that have come out of there, I'll keep it more in the modern era for people. Uh, definitely Brandon Roy, who's also the head coach there now. 
You have Tony Roten, who was a first-round NBA draft pick out of Garfield. Um, you have P.J. Fuller, who's playing at TCU right now, doing pretty well as a freshman. Um, I mean, list just goes on and on. You got Jerron Brooks, who's played over at USC and the University of Washington. Uh, Trey Simmons, who's also an assistant there. He had a very long, great professional career. Um, I mean, it, it, you know, very, very impressive basketball community. And I would definitely say it's the, you know, it's definitely the most nationally contending school right there with Rainier Beach year to year. And, you know, they're a staple in the state tournament. There's no doubt about that. And, it, you know, I've been following along on Twitter and trying to share videos where we can. It does appear as though they went on a little bit of a run in the tournament. Say that one more time for me. It, it does. It did seem like uh, you know, Tari and Garfield went on a bit of a run there and actually won maybe a local, you know, you might know better. I, I wasn't sure which level they reached, but uh, they did win some regional championship of sorts. Yes. Yep. Yep. They just won the Metro championship, which is a big deal. The Metro League here in Seattle is definitely the best league in the state. And some people would go as far as to say it's one of the best, if not the best in the entire West Coast. And uh, Tari definitely did his thing for Garfield. And, uh, you know, it's high level basketball. You got a lot of passion, a lot of athleticism, but also a good mixture of skill, which I think differentiates the Northwest versus some other regions in the country. We're at, we're a really good combination of athleticism and length, but also that skill set because we do play, you know, it's physical in the Metro League. But I would say it's definitely a skill game as well. So if we're just talking about the the kind of physical stats of Tari East, and I think he's listed in the range of six seven, six eight, about two hundred pounds. Clearly long, clearly rangy, and you know he's more of a power forward from a, a role standpoint. But I've noticed these stat lines come across where he's dropping twenty five points, double digit rebounds, but sometimes near you know six seven assists as well. Uh, can you right? You know, what's the profile kind of what are the strengths of his game at this point? Yeah, so Tari, I would put him right in that six eight range. When you add his wingspan, he's definitely taller than that. Um he's put on some more weight. He's still, like I said, he's got a wiry frame, but I'd say I'd give him a little bit over two hundred pounds for sure. And uh, you know, I would say his motor is the number one thing that stands out from a scouting uh view you know he really he really never stops playing he doesn't give up on any plays he crashes the rebounds hard as can be um he has great length on defense he can defend multiple positions he has good a good quick jump which i think is something that's overlooked um there's a lot of explosive leapers but tari is one of those guys that's a quick leaper he gets off the off the ground very fast um you know, he's added to to his arsenal on the offensive end year by year, which has been super impressive. And um, he's he's a super athlete with a super motor. That's actually fantastic to hear and not something you would know from afar watching clips. You know, Bearcat fans are used to we have a history and are accustomed to great power forward play, you know, right. dating back to Danny Fortson. We went on a run of Fortson, Kenyon, Max Seal, uh, Eric Hicks, Gary Clark. And now we've got Tari coming in who may be. You know, aside from maybe Danny Fortson, the most highly regarded high school prospect, um, whereas these guys got really came into their own in, in college, all of them were known as having ferocious and tenacious motors. So it sounds like he'll fit right into that power forward legacy with the Bearcats. Yeah, I would definitely say so. And he's it what's great about Tari is he's kind of the modern day power forward where 
I've really been impressed with his progress on the perimeter, even just in the last six to nine months. I mean, he's handling the basketball now. He's making three-point shots off the bounce. He's been getting some four-point plays. And, you know, he always has the opposing team's best wing forward defender, you know, guarding him. And, uh, And he's getting it done from the perimeter as well as inside. At this point, you know, let's say in the Metro Championship, how are coaches and opposing teams scouting Tari and maybe building a game plan against him? What would be the way they're trying to exploit him at this point? Well, number one is they're putting their longest, strongest, best athlete on him. And, you know, the big thing with going against Tari, coaches are wanting to keep him off the boards. And uh, so he's been facing off against several other future Division One players. He's gone up against Paulo Banchero, who's a top five prospect in the 2021 class, and he more than held his own. I mean, that, that was a great matchup. And Paulo's about 6'10", you know, real strong frame. And uh, Tari actually had a really impressive putback dunk on him. Um, you know, definitely just people want to keep Tari off the boards. They want to try to force him into difficult shots if they can. Uh you know, it's been hard as his shot making ability has progressed. So he's starting to make more difficult shots off balance now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he it's a difficult defend, man. Just six, eight and athletic um, that crashes the boards, but can also score from the outside. So is the the outside game, the ability to knock down shots off the bounce uh, or is, is there even any slashing ability at this point? Is that the newest part that maybe the newest wrinkle that he's added is the outside game? Exactly. Yeah. So when Tari came in, he was definitely he's always had the energy and the motor and that's always been his staple. Uh, But as time has kind of progressed, you know, he'll you'll see him grab a rebound and push it down the floor and he's really good in transition. Um, But I've also seen him now when it's in more of a half court setting, he's taking his man one on one off the bounce. And even just two years ago, I wouldn't say that he had that in his game at the time, or at least he didn't show it. So that's kind of been the new wrinkle. Um, he's also he's always been a pretty good slasher just because his feet are constantly moving. He can catch and, and, and dunk it or finish with skill, um, you know, with very – even with a bad pass. He just finds a way of getting the ball, and he can find a way to put it in the hoop. So I've got to ask, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the players you mentioned, you know, Avery, Bra- Avery Bradley, Tony Roten – uh, these guys played in Seattle, played in the Northwest, but they also yep. did their time in college in the Northwest as well. How did Tari Eason get pulled out of that area? Well, that's that's a great question for sure. You know, I think that uh, there was some coaching transitions going on at University of Washington as also at Washington State University uh, with the head coaching staff. And I originally thought that Wazoo was going to have a pretty good shot at him because his head coach early on had become at Garfield High School, had become the assistant at Washington State. But uh, that coaching staff ended up changing. And just as his final senior year, his final summer going into his senior year progressed along, he started getting these offers from all over the country. And, you know, I think that because the way that he progressed and the off type of offers that he was getting, I think there became a sense that Tari was going to leave the Northwest. And he's originally from California as well, I believe, or at least his mom is. And so, um, you know, he had a very strong recruitment by USC, UC Santa Barbara, Pepperdine, 
and multiple schools over there as well. So there was a sense that he would probably potentially leave the Northwest. So it comes as no surprise, but I don't think that a year and a half ago, people would have guessed Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. Cincinnati is not necessarily known to go out, you know, those ways. I can't remember the last time we had a player from, from the Pacific Northwest. However, we're excited about what he's bringing to the table because like I said, it's, it's a position that's of, of extreme importance to, in terms of history, uh, but also in terms of our need next season with, with the type of big men that we have leaving the class next next year. No, for sure. And, you know, he he's mentioned that how he loved the fan base out there. I really think that's one of the major things that won him over. Um, he'd also been quoted in one article as saying how he loved how the head coach was telling him how, you know, they utilize all five players. Everyone's going to be able to handle the ball, pass the ball and make decisions. And I think that's a big deal with Tari because he doesn't want to be limited. Um, he doesn't want to be a dog on a leash. I think he's out of his best when he's just playing free and being able to play off of his natural instincts. So he, I'm sure that's what he feels like he's getting with uh, the head coach over there, Cincinnati, and the staff. Do you have a player that you like comparing him to at this point in terms of maybe where he might project in the future? <sighs> that, that's another great question. You know, I would, I would say so. Um, just, you know, I would say that that's difficult just because Tar who Tari is or who he was one year ago and who he is today has changed so much with his added perimeter game. So, you know, you could say a, uh, you know, a uber athletic type of a player like uh, Jonathan Isaac or somebody like that. But he's he's added to his perimeter game now. So, you know, I'm not going to say that he's he's this type of player by any means, but um, at least in Seattle at the high school level, he dang near looks like uh, Tracy McGrady. <laughs> you know, you wow. know and, and yeah. obviously that's, you know, but that's considering the level that he's he's playing. And, you know, T-Mac was obviously a great player, but that's who he looks like right now. I don't know, you know, that he'll project that way in college. That's, of course, dependent on his development. But um, just, you know, that, Six eight, super long, very athletic slasher, but also handling the ball on the perimeter. So, um, yeah, I mean that would those are some big time comparisons, but uh, we can do that for high school. It's fun. So it, yeah, it's fun and tries it. It gives people a sense of maybe what the physical pro, profile you know compares to McGrady. Exactly. Yeah, the skill development would obviously have to be elite, elite, elite to reach that McGrady right. point, but. No, yep. I, I really like that. I also like the Isaac comparison because uh, he's a guy who, even in the NBA now, is finding his niche as sort of that extremely rangy, you know, high-energy defender. Uh, it's the right. offensive game that's trying to catch up at this point. So both both comparisons, you know, nail on the head. I, I actually was struggling to find one myself. Yeah, yeah. I think those are, you know, like I say, at the high school level, that's – that's what he looks like right now playing against Metro league, but obviously in college and then moving on potentially to the pro levels. I think Jonathan Isaac is a, is a good comparison. Do you find at this point that the motor is translating to both, both offense and defense? Is he able to have, you know, similar impact on both ends? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, Cause you know, he's played in some really dang good high school teams. Um, throughout his career and one of the best ways for him to get on the floor was through his rebounding his energy his you know diving on the floor for loose balls and that part of his game hasn't gone away as his perimeter skills have developed 
So he's always been able to defend, you know, multiple positions, at least at the high school level, he can defend three, four, five pretty well. Um, I think at the next level, I could definitely see him guarding the three and four, but also having the versatility with his lateral um, foot speed and his length to be able to guard some twos and switch on to some point guards as needed. It's, it's all, I, I'm, I'm blown away with how, you know, your precision on, on, in details that you're providing on his game are exciting. Uh, I would say it surpassed my expectations and my expectations were already pretty high. <laughs> oh, that's good. I've been seeing, I've been seeing him for a long time and uh, had the opportunity to watch Tari in the club scene, in the high school scene, local high school ball, all the way down to national tournaments, even streaming games is needed. And, uh, you know, he deserves all the accolades he's had. You know, one thing that I wanted to note with Tari is just kind of, we've talked a lot about his progression, but uh, a lot of people don't really know, you know, when uh, he came into his freshman season, he didn't, he barely saw the floor if at all during his freshman year. 10th grade year, he saw it a little bit more, but not very much. It wasn't until his junior year when all of a sudden he was given an opportunity. He actually transferred over to a nearby school, Federal Way, for one season, and uh, he really just took off. Uh, he was provided a lot more opportunity. Um, they played a national schedule, and every single game, he brought it. And that's when you kind of started to see his recruitment start to take off. And then his final club season... He also participated in the Pangos All-American Camp in California, as well as the NBPA Top 100 Camp. And he performed very well at both of those camps. Um, you know, we're talking about all Top 100 level players all throughout the country. Um, he made the Top 30 Camp, or he made the Top 30 All-Star Game at the Pangos Camp. And uh, he had 17 points in that All-Star Game as well. Um, and that's when you just started seeing his power five offers really just start to skyrocket. So, um, it's been pretty impressive to see his development over time because some guys come into the scene, you know, they're made ready. You can tell as a freshman, like we knew Tony Roten was going to be really good when he stepped onto the scene at Garfield and, uh, you know, the general public, I would say, would not say the same about Tari, but now he's kind of catapulted himself into that type of a conversation because you know now he is the best senior in the state so it's been fun to watch right it's not a it wasn't a, a preordained type thing with with uh tari it sounds like he had to actually develop and work and it, and it really mm -hmm. did pay off as, as time went along a couple last questions for you brandon roy is there any specific type of system or style of basketball that he's currently running at garfield yeah, sure. That's a that's a great question. Uh, a lot of people are always curious what, how Brandon Roy is as a coach. And, uh, you know, Brandon Roy, in his first year ever coaching high school, um, was over at Nathan Hale, which is also in Seattle. And they won the national championship with Michael Porter Jr., who's now, now also in the NBA. He spent his senior year over here in Seattle. And uh, now, a couple years later, he gets to coach Tari again. <laughs> so... Um, you know, it's a very, very fast up-tempo style. That's how they play. It's the same way they played. You know, um, every team that Brendan Roy has had is all is pretty much played the same way. I would say that this team plays even a little bit more fast than the Michael Porter Jr. team did, um, just because they had so much superior size. But um, you know, with Tari, he's he he runs the floor like a gazelle. So um, you know, they have him get out. They pressure the ball. They look to push. It's not uncommon to see Garfield teams have 
two to three alley-oops and, you know, three or four other dunks throughout the game. So that kind of gives you a visual of the type of basketball that we're talking about. So it's pretty physical, up-tempo in your face. A lot of hands are being clapped and a lot of high fives and just real good energy for sure. So, Well, Brandon's in his, our, our head coach, John Brandon, he's in his first season with Cincinnati. He's obviously coaching a team that's full of players, mostly that were recruited by uh, the prior coach, Mick Cronin. Um, you right. probably know when you have a college coach taking over uh, prior coaches, players, there's always some, some growing pains that come with that. But what John Brandon has described is a system that that's much more, it is a faster pace higher tempo. Um, and it does sound like in his perfect world, he's got more, more shot creation and more drive creation from all, all five spots. So the more you describe Tari, his game does sound like a great fit for what John Brandon's ideal system would be at Cincinnati. Yeah, for sure. And as Tari continues to prove that he can hit that three point shot, I think that's really going to open things up for him at the next level, which he's starting to show now, but Obviously, you know, the competition level is definitely tougher in college. There's more length. There's better scouting reports and game plans. But if he continues evolving and and hitting that outside shot mixed with that up-tempo style, because in the open court, he's, you know, he's dynamite. It's just, uh, you know, when when teams really start clamping down, if he can hit that three ball and and continue progressing, then I definitely think that could be a match made in heaven. Well, I'll ask you this uh, as kind of a parting shot, but you've seen a ton of great players come through the Seattle area. Lots of guys who ended up making a great professional career for themselves, uh, probably not just in the NBA, but frankly abroad as well. Do you see Tari Eason as a prospect who has a chance to develop into a NBA level talent? Sure. So there's a trainer that I'm actually pretty dang close with that trains a lot of the top guys over in Seattle. And he texted me one day, he had actually done a workout with him and, and another guy that he works out with that's projected as a lottery pick. That's also out of Seattle. And he told me, he said, Tari can be a pro. So, um, you know, and this, you know, that, that's a big statement to say for sure. And, uh, I think that Tari has that type of potential. It's just going to be continued development. Does he continue to grind and, uh, stick with it. Um, he has potential to be a pro now, you know, when that is during his college career, that's obviously still up in the air. Right. So, um, but just if he stays right on track with the same level of development that he has year to year at the high school level, and he continues that on into college, I could definitely see him, um, earning his way into the pro ranks. Say no more, sir. That's exciting to hear as a Bearcat fan. And and we can't wait to, to welcome Tari Eason to Cincinnati, Ohio, beautiful Cincinnati, Ohio, next season. Nars, I appreciate the time. Uh, where could folks find your content online? Uh, because it's, I really appreciate you spending this time and sharing these details. I'm sure other folks want to find them as well. Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm on Twitter, at PrepHoopsWA. That's PrepHoopsWashington. And uh, we cover prospects of all levels, um, and including guys like Tari Eason. So. Well, appreciate we, the time. It's been great. Appreciate it, Nars. Thanks again for joining the Cincy Slang and Bearcat Basketball Podcast. Yes, thanks for having me.